Hello, everybody. This week's Parshas Parshas told us we have to love these stories. These stories are not just to hear entertaining stories. There's so many episodes and stories in the Parsha that happened to our forefathers that obviously is not recorded. The stuff that's recorded, the stories are recorded, obviously, for us to learn lessons from. And not just small lessons, cute every day or something to say over by the, by the, by the Shabbos table. The lessons here are some things to learn from life-changing, life-changing lessons. For instance, everybody wants to know, how could it be that Yitzchak loved Esav? This man is a Russia. He's doing terrible things. Things of which we can't even speak about. And he loves him. Though I don't understand. You look in the Farsham, you look at different things, what's different Pshatim that are offered. The Zohar talks about it. You see the Shalom talk. Everybody talks about the Ramban. You can look, there's different, different answers. But I think the one answer that struck me most is something so simple. Rabbi Wiley Jacobson, I believe, has something on it. And you know what it says? It says, you know why, you know why Yitzchak loved Esav? Because he's his father. Something so simple. I think it goes a little bit deeper than that. You obviously, you have to understand if somebody's doing something evil, even if it's your son, you can't condone what he's doing. So how do we understand this? So back in the stories of Ram Vino, you see that he's digging wells. I saw it says in the um, the uh, Torah or by the Balatanya. It says, interestingly, that what's the issue of building wells, digging wells? I mean, obviously, it was important for agriculture and livestock. But uh, it was something that was necessary. But there's something deeper here. Why is the why is the Torah recording all these digging of wells? And then when Avinu passes away, then what happens is that uh, the Pushtim fill up the wells, and then Yitzchak redigs the wells. What is the Torah's obsession with wells? So I saw something very beautiful that the Torah says. And then when you dig a well, what are you doing? You're you see in front of you dirt, pebbles, dirt. What's there impressive? Nothing. You start digging and digging and digging until you find water. You say, whoa, this is a life-giving sustenance. You would never have noticed this had you not dug. You would never have noticed this had you not applied so much strength and effort to uncover it. Avram Avinu, it says by the Pirkei that ten generations came and went until Avram Avinu took the Sechar Kulan, and we might have mentioned this in a previous podcast, and what I heard on this was, I can't remember if I remember now on, while I'm talking to you, so that now I'll try to mention who says this, the Vart was probably Rabbi Yahweh Jacobson, that what happened, what happened, why was he Makapal Sechar Kulan? If they weren't good people, then what Sechar was there? So he says very beautifully that he saw and looked at the goodness inside people until he brought that goodness out and the people realized how good they were. So it needed to be uncovered because maybe sometimes people look in the mirror and they don't even see their own goodness. You need somebody really special to look at the person and say, no, there's good there. There's really good there. Rabbi Nachman talks about this a lot as well. And uh, I think it's Reish Peves. Look at the Nekudah Tova. Look for the Nekudah Tova. And then you'll judge him you'll be down in Kavskos. Sometimes people have nothing redeemable. But if you look and you find one redeemable factor, and you judge them on that redeemable factor, and you say, no, look, he's really good, and the person actually is affected in Shemayim to 
feel like you should be doing tshuva just because you found the good things inside of him. Anyway, that's the Kutei Maran, Rish Pei Beis. Going back to our story here. So Avraham Avinu looks and finds the goodness in each person. And because he does that, he turns them around and turns them latov. That's how that was what Avraham Avinu was doing. And that's how he's not to schar because he actually brought out the schar, he brought out the goodness in every person. He brought it to fruition. So now let's bring this back to Yitzchak Avinu. If Yitzchak Avinu takes on the meat of his father and learns from his father, then he's doing the same things by redigging the wells that his father had dug and was, were stuffed up. And obviously, obviously, my, his own dear son, his own dear son, yes, he's doing things wrong. Yes, absolutely. But he looks deeply into Yisav and he's looking for those things that are redeemable. He's looking for those things that are good. And he finds them. And he looks at the meat of Gura that he has and he sees how powerful that could be. And he gives him, he wants to give him a bracha that he should be able to use and apply the powers of Gura that he has in the right direction, which is what he was supposed to have done. But even with all that, sorry to say, Esau chose the wrong path and went down the wrong path into terrible things and was not deserving of being part of this beautiful family, unfortunately. However, that is a shot in how at least Esau could be seen as being good in his father's eyes. Because to a dear father, you're looking for good. And if you don't see it, you keep on digging. And if you can dig and dig and dig like you're supposed to do with every single Jew, then obviously with your own son. Especially in today's day and age, when we need Zachtas, what's going on in Eretz Yisrael, we must have Achtas. And the only way to have Achtas, you can say to yourself, I looked at other person, that other person is, is lacking in X, Y, Z. Well, okay, that may be true, but I don't want to look at that truth. I'd rather look at a different truth. You know what I'd rather look at? I'd rather look at the fact that that person has something that I don't have. He's excelling in something that I don't have. He has more obvious control than I have. He does this mitzvah better than me. And look at that good. And by doing that, you'll turn the other person to be better in the things that maybe he not is better in yet, which of course I'm not looking at. But you'll turn all of us together and be, be closer to each other. I saw something very beautiful. Who did I see it by? Um, Avinu Makinu. When we have Rabbi Kessin, Shimon Kessin says something very beautiful on this, that when we see the good things in other Jews, we see the good things in other Jews. Hashem relates to us. Let me start backwards. When I ask, I ask God for something that I need. So Hashem is judging me. You know, do I need it? Is it? Am I worthy of it? So He's acting like Malkinu because as a king, you're judging the person to see whether or not the person is deserving of something. But when you when you daven and you pray for other Jews and you look at the good in other Jews, then what are you doing? You're acting like um, the other Jew is a brother. If you're acting like the other Jew is a brother, then Hashem relates to you as a vinu. When you ask him for your own things that you want, he's relating to you the meat of chesed of that's that's boundless, like a vinu. So instead of asking things for ourselves and relating to ourselves, let's relate to our, let's relate to our brothers and sisters in a kind way, in a thoughtful way, the way as of our own vinu, looking at the good things, digging those walls, and only seeing the positive. And the way Yitzchak is looking at us on Esau, and we should look at our brothers and sisters the same positive way. And if we do that, then we merit that HaKosh Baruch Hu look down on us in the aspect of Avinu and only bring chesed upon us, especially in today's day and age when we really need it more than ever before with this terrible goggles that's upon us. And let us see Mashiach Tinkinu. Very soon, Avinu Makinu. Avinu should bring the third base of Midash, and that should be our home for this wonderful family. Have a wonderful Shabbos.